Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church Audio Podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about how to connect with our church, check out our website at r4sq.org. Now stay tuned and enjoy today's message. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson all the days of your life and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it that it may be well with you and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Lord, I thank you for your word today. Now, Holy Spirit, manifest yourself in any way you desire, sir, that we may hear, receive, retain the words of the living God. I yield my members to you. I invite you to have your way now. Still the moment, Holy Spirit. Cleanse the atmosphere of anything that is not of God. Help us with our thought and with our attention to really just connect with you and stay connected with you throughout this time. Sir, I yield my members to you that you may speak to the people of God. Have your way, Holy Spirit, right now. Bless God's people with God's word, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, my brother Mario. Well, today we are going to continue the series that we have been doing entitled Restore Healing for Spirit, Soul, and Body. You know, kind of give you just a, just a brief recap of what we've, we've, we've talked about so far. I began this series by talking about spiritual healing. Then Pastor Angela Waite spoke about miracles and the healing that we've, we receive from the Lord through the miracle working power of God. Then I talked about healing from past hurts and pains and disappointments that have plagued so many. And last week, I spoke about being healed from demonic oppression. And I was trying to get God's heart for what this message today was to be about. I was awakened Monday morning with the realization or with the thought that we've not talked about the mind. 
And I believe it was the Lord prompting me that today's message is to be a message that deals with healing, health for your mind. The mind is the seat of the thoughts and ideas that shape our perspectives on life. So it's very important that we have a healthy mind and that we have a healthy thought pattern. And if there's anything that is not healthy in our mind, that we would allow the Lord, we would seek God, that he would come to us and heal us in that area. The Ranch, a, a Christian-based recovery center, published an article a few years ago on the 10 signs of unhealthy thinking. I'm going to share those with you. 10 signs of unhealthy thinking. I'm going to share some of them with you, not all of them. Some of the things that they listed, and I want you to listen to this to see if perhaps any of this describes you. If it identifies with the way you think, Think with the way you perceive certain things, with, 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 with thought patterns that you have. The first that was listed is, is what's called an all or nothing thinking. It is a thought pattern that's grounded in extremes and or perfection. Common vocabulary or common words that are used by someone who has this, this, this pattern of thinking are words like never. It becomes a very strong part of their vocabulary. Never, always, forever. Instead of more accurate and realistic descriptions of what is taking place. The second thing is overgeneralization. An unwanted experience leads to the conclusion that nothing ever goes right. Everything can be spot on. Everything can be properly lined up and properly aligned, but one little detail. And rather than feeling good and focusing on the positive, you dwell on that one negative. Then there's jumping to conclusions. In the, in the absence of facts, you have a negative interpretation. Example, you arbitrarily conclude that someone doesn't like you and you have absolutely no proof of it. It's just a conclusion you come to. What is the way they looked at me? <laughs> it was because they walked into the room and didn't speak to me, so they must don't like me. <laughs> then there is magnification and minimization. People with this thought process, they magnify what is bad and they minimize what's good. Ooh, I love this next one. And some of you will too. Emotional reasoning. Feelings are treated like facts in your mind 
rather than subjective perception that changes with time. Since you feel a certain way, it becomes a fact that this is the way it is. Emotional reasoning, feelings are treated like facts rather than subjective perceptions that changes with time. Then there's labeling and mislabeling. Instead of describing specific actions and behavior, you give yourself and others a label. For example, making a mistake earns the label loser or failure in your mind instead of just someone made a mistake. And the last one I'm going to share with you is called personalization. An event that isn't entirely within your control becomes your fault because you hold yourself personally responsible. An example of that is if a child gets a bad grade in school, the mother tells herself, this proves that I'm a bad mom. Now, these are among many things that points to an unhealthy way of thinking or an unhealthy mind that the Lord wants to come and begin to deliver you from today. He wants to come and heal you from that type of thinking. You can have a healthy mind. You should have a healthy mind because Jesus came to heal the whole man. Spirit, soul, body, including your mind. He came to set us free of depression. He came to set us free of rejection and other such things that are brought on by unhealthy thoughts. Now, I'm not saying all depression is brought on by unhealthy thought. I understand there's some depression that is truly clinical. But I believe a lot of people think themselves into a depressive way of living. They think themselves into depression because they perceive a life a certain way that is not healthy, it is not scripture, it is not what God said about you, but it becomes your reality. And since it becomes your, your reality, you begin to sink into this low spot of depression because it's just life's no good. The crown of thorns that pierced into the head of Jesus symbolized him delivering us from the curse. Remember when, when Adam and Eve sinned, God cursed the earth and said, you're going to bring forth brows and thorns and thistles. It wasn't just an arbitrary thing that the Roman soldiers, those who did not know God yet were used by God, chose to, to take a briar that was, that, was, that was made of thorns and fashioned that into a crown that they forced onto the head of Jesus. That was symbolic of God delivering us from the curse. And that includes being healed in the realm of your thoughts. That includes being healed in your mind. Jesus came to restore the whole man, including to give you health in your mind. As 
has been our case throughout this series. Each message, we ask someone to come and share their personal testimony. So will you please welcome to the platform Felicia Hill to share with us today. Amen. When I was asked to share my testimony, I was like, Ooh, why me? But, you know, just in the few minutes that Pastor gave that list, everything that he said, I said that about myself. I live that every day. And um, so I just want to share um, just an abbreviated uh, glimpse of my testimony. Um, <clears throat> because I have realized that I'm overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of my testimony. Amen. Um, I would consider myself um, being raised in a great home. Although my mom had me at a um, young age, my grandparents raised me and they loved me um, greatly and they still do. Um, however, um, I was abused with uh, molestation um, by a family member. And I think that was the start of um, mental depression for me, as I remember. And um, so I lost trust in men. I lost trust in um, what people would say to me. I was, um, had a very low self-esteem. Um, I remember feeling confused. I re remember feeling um, angry. I remember uh, feeling hopeless because the people that I looked up to or the person, one of the per persons that I looked up to was my abuser. Um, so um, I remember at a young age, as a young teenager um, or a young adult, I got saved. I went to church and I got saved. How many know that although you're saved, you can still be bound in your mind? Salvation is not a deliverance of the mind. So um, I was um, bound in my mind, and then I met my husband and got married. How many know I took all that into my marriage? I took all of that to the altar and said, I do. And, um, but I still wasn't free. Um, it was difficult for me to accept um, compliments. You know, a baron um, had a hard time touching me in certain ways because certain things I would associate that with my abuser. So I became more depressed. My boo just didn't know what to do. I'm like, I bet you he was like, whatever I got myself into. <laughs> Oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? Um, but um, love for me was distorted in my mind. So voices would come, thoughts would come. I would um, hear, you're no good. It was because of you that this happened. You're nothing. You know, I would hear all those voices in my mind, and I didn't know what to do with it. You know, so, um, but even in that, God would always speak to me. I always thought I heard God's voice. 
I always thought I heard him. And it was such a, it brought such a peace to me. And um, I remember early on in our marriage, God spoke and he said that um, we would have a baby. And, um, and at that time, I, we was excited about it. And uh, no sooner than um, that word came, I began to have female problems. I began to have issues in my body. And the doctor said I couldn't have any babies. I couldn't have children. And you know what? It was my fault. It was my fault. So I fell deeper into a depression because it was my fault. So um, it was a very, very dark place. Um, and I had um, thoughts of suicide, you know. Um, and even at that time, um, I, I remember um, Baron being there. And because he was in the military, he would have to leave. And, you know, poor thing, he really had to go through with me. He really did, and I love him for it. But, you know, he didn't know what to do. One day I'm up, one day I'm down, you know, um, and I just, he didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do, and I didn't know, I didn't know how to express all of that that I was feeling. But God yet spoke. He was always speaking to me. He was always speaking to me, and then the voices would come. Um, and although I was in church every day, and although, um, you know, I was part of the leadership and I was going through things at church, um, I was um, just in a place where I should have been happy. You know, I, I was in a place where um, God spoke and, you know, I should have been okay. But I did. I wasn't Okay. Because the voices would say it's your fault. It's because of you. Okay? So every time I looked in the mirror, every time I looked in the mirror, this is what I saw. Every time I looked at myself, this is what I saw. I saw hurt. I saw pain. I saw filth. I was smiling on the outside. I was smiling on the outside. But this is what I saw. I saw disappointment. I saw, you, you don't have a voice. Don't speak. Be quiet about it. Don't you say a word. Those voices would come. I saw a filthy mess. Ever been there? And every time I looked in the mirror, I would go deeper and deeper into this depression. I would go deeper and deeper into this depression because I was shamed. I was ugly. Um, I had a lot of flaws. That's what I saw when I, see, when I saw myself in the mirror. Have you ever been there? Are you there today? Do you see flaws when you look at yourself? <clears throat> but yet, I would still pray. And I say, God, if you're there, do you hear me? I need you. And then a voice would come and say, what are you saying? He don't love you. It's because of you. Those are the voices I would hear. And funny thing is, 
is that sometimes I would go from one extreme to the other. Within the depression for me, I can only speak for myself, that depression took me to one extreme to the other. One extreme, I don't want any compliments. I don't need you to, t don't, you know, don't say I'm beautiful. Don't t say I'm pretty because I am not. Then I remember on the other hand, I was very needy. I needed, I needed Baron there all the time. I didn't want him to go places. I, didn't, I needed that comfort. He became my God. He became my God. That's how I went through in my depression. Then one day I remember feeling as low as I could feel. And I was um, in a place where I was going through um, I was going through a lot of female problems in and out of the hospital, um, a lot of pain, a lot of emotional disturbances, um, but yet God took time out and he spoke to me and I wrote it down. And this is what he shared to me. He says, I love you so very much. Don't ever think there are certain things that you have to live with that are not in my order at all. You listen to voices that say that there are certain things that will never change in your life. Certain things that you're just gonna have to accept. Compare that advice to my word and you will find that that is not my divine plan. Um, know my promises. My promises are, shall be given to you when you believe and stand on my promises. Stand on my promises today. That word, I wrote that down. And something about that word leaped in me that brought life to my mind. That began to say, God, that wasn't you that said this, not you. You know, that wasn't you. It brought such a peace to my mind. But even though he spoke those words, I found myself back here. Ever been there? I found myself when I looked in the mirror looking at this. So I said, so I began to pray and I said, well, God, how do I get rid of this? How do I free my mind? Because you know what? I had been going to the altar, lifting up my hands. When they say turn three times, I turn three times. If they said jump, I jumped. They would call out and say, you're depressed. And I would agree and say yes. But I, had no, I still had no freedom. So I began to say, God, how do I get free? How do I become free from this depression? And this is what I found out. That you cannot take thoughts out of your mind. Thoughts are going to come but you can only replace them with something greater or higher. Let me say that again. Thoughts are gonna come, and I couldn't replace those thoughts in my own will, but I had to replace it with something greater and higher, a greater or higher thought. So what is that greater or higher thought? It's the word of God. So I had to get in God's word. When he said, get in my word, I took things literally. I said, get in my word, I got in his word. And when I hear and when I heard the negative, God would say, say this. And although that I didn't understand it and I didn't know a whole lot, 
I knew that he loved me. So when those bad thoughts would come, I said, but Jesus loves me. And that began to ring in my mind. Jesus loves me. Although they did that to me, Jesus loves me. Now this went on, guys, let me tell you something. This wasn't an overnight deal. This went on for years. And once I released things in my mind and I began to um, decree and declare things and believe what I was saying, then all of a sudden I was healed in my body. First, I was healed in my body. And God began to heal me in my mind. And then guess what? I got pregnant. 14 years later, after God gave me that word, 14 years later, I got pregnant. Isaiah is 14 today. This is how long that was. Now, let me tell you, it's a fight and a struggle every day. Because the enemy knows what he, he thought, he, he thinks he knows what he can do to get me back into that place. So he still says things. You're not pretty. You're not beautiful. You're not articulate enough to say that. Who are you to stand in front of them? How can you say anything? But then I realized that it was God that called me. It was God that said, do this. And I realized when he says, meditate on his word day and night. Guys, when it comes to healthy, healthy mind, you have to do that. You have to be obedient to the word of God. So when, those, when do those bad thoughts come? When you're laying in your bed? When you're driving in your car? When your mind is idle? You know, because I realized and I understood that as long as I was busy, I was fine. Can I get my jacket, please? When I was busy, I was fine. But it was in those midnight hours that I would come, those thoughts would come. And I would have to regurgitate his word. And God would have to come and say, in those hours of, you know, silence, you are mine. So he, put, he clothed me. He put the jacket back on me. You are mine. And I love you. So I tell you, I want to close with this. You have to decide. You have to decide what lives in your mind. And the only thing and the only weapon that you have is the word of God. Replace those thoughts with his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Felicia. And let me just remind you guys of something. I had no idea what her testimony was. I've never heard it. She had no idea what my sermon is about. We don't share that. But I want you to just know that God's in control. Amen. 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 Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 through 9 is known as to Shema. And the word Shema means to hear. It is the Hebrew word that begins this prayer that Jews are to pray or speak daily. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. This is a, a monotheistic statement, which is the belief in one God. God gave this prayer to Israel as they prepared to enter the promised land because that land was filled with people who believed in many gods. 
Both then and now, the world is full of people who place their trust in many things. Even in the church, some have substituted a genuine life-filled relationship with Jesus for a life that is filled with religious activities and the pursuit of worldly happiness. They go through the motions of life without any real understanding of who God is or who they can be in God because they fail to seek him with their entire being. To enjoy the promised healings of God, to receive his promise to restore the whole man, spirit, soul, and body, let him create in you a healthy mind. I want to give you four characteristics of a healthy mind or of a mind that is seeking to be healed. Four characteristics of a healthy mind or of a mind that is seeking to be healed. Characteristic number one, a healthy mind loves God. A healthy mind or a mind that wants to be healed. It finds a way to love and express love to God. Most people know that God is to be loved from the heart. And many try really hard to do that. But many do not understand that we're to love God with our mind as well. When the Pharisees had learned that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees who tried to trap him with quick with trick questions, they came together to come up with their own plan to trap him. And one of them being a lawyer went to Jesus and asked this question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus responded by quoting the Shema. But he quoted it with clarification. He said in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your what is it? All your mind. With all your mind. Jesus quoted the Shema, but he replaced the word strength or the word might, depending upon what translation you use, with the word mind. The heart is considered the seat of the soul and the seat of the mind. When Jesus quotes the Shema, he said, we're the love God with heart, soul, and mind. He emphasized to the, the need to have a healthy understanding of who God is and to love God from that place of knowing who he is. And that includes all of you. A healthy mind loves God. A healthy mind is quick to repent of wrongdoings. A healthy mind pursues God. A healthy mind is filled with thoughts about God. A healthy mind is trusting and fearful of God. Please hear this. A healthy mind does not blame God when things are bad because it loves God. Are you loving God with your mind as well as your heart? Do you understand that you are to pursue him with every part of your being? 
that it is not enough just to love God with your heart. You must also love him with your mind, love him in your mind. When you love God with your mind, the word of God rules your thoughts and decisions. If you don't understand or know something that you're to do or or you're trying to seek God, follow the course that best demonstrates a love for God. Because a healthy mind loves God. And it rejects the ways of the world that are against him. Remember what Paul wrote in Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So a healthy mind is also a mind that is being renewed. And that process of renewal is an ongoing process. Is it not, Felicia? It's an ongoing process. As long as we're in this world, our mind is to be transformed by the word of God. There is always work to be done in the mind of man. Always. So do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to the behaviors and customs in this world that are usually selfish and often corrupted. Instead, decide that such behavior is off limits to you. Your refusal, however, to conform to this world must go beyond just behavior and customs. It must also be firmly planted in your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Do not be proud. Do not be selfish. Do not be stubborn or arrogant in your mind. But call on the Holy Spirit to come and renew, re-educate, and rededicate, and redirect your mind. Learn how to let your thinking be transformed by God's word. Characteristic number two. A healthy mind meditates on the word of God. A healthy mind meditates on the word of God. Psalm 1 verses 2 said, Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Isaiah 26.3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. To meditate on God's word means to spend time reading and thinking about what the word of God has to say. It is reflecting on the changes you need to make in your life to live as God will have you live. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman who meditates day and night on the word of God. Knowing and meditating on God's word are the first steps toward applying his word to your everyday life. You cannot apply his word to your life if you don't know his word. If you want to follow God more closely, you must know what he says in his word. Godly living is a result of knowing God through his word. So meditate on it. Learn it. Let it, let, it, let it transform your mind. Intimate, personal knowledge of God will bring about permanent, positive changes in your life. So read and think deeply about what God has said in his word. And as you read, as you study, as you meditate on the word of God, It will teach you who God is, and it will guide you in your decisions in life. A healthy mind or a mind that is seeking to be healed meditates on the word of God. Psalm 6 verse 
63, verse 6. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Psalm 77, 12. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Psalm 104, 34. May my meditation be sweet to him. Psalm 119, 148. My eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. You know, I find it amazing how many scriptures there are about meditating on God's word at night. <laughs> I find it amazing. How many scriptures there are about meditating on God's word at night? That should give you a clue as to what to do with those restless nights. Use them to meditate on God's word instead of worrying about stuff that you can't fix anyway. Use those moments in the nighttime when you wake up to meditate on God's word. Perhaps the Lord has awakened you to do just that. And we all know Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. We're to program our minds with thoughts that are true noble, right, just, pure, lovely, a good report, virtuous, and praiseworthy. Listen, what you put in your mind will determine what comes out in your words and your actions. So be mindful to examine what's going into your mind through television, through books, through conversations, through movies, through magazines, even thoughts that the enemy plants in you are worldly thoughts that you take on yourself and begin to entertain. Replace harmful input, that harmful input into your mind with God's word and meditate on that word. Ask God to help you focus your mind on what is good. Listen, it takes practice and it takes time. But you can do it. You got to believe that you can do it. You can transform your mind, but you got to use the word of God to do it. Remember, God will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is staying on him. Your mind will be transformed as you meditate on God's word and his peace will become your peace. Point number three. A healthy mind is humble and it seeks to serve God and others. A healthy mind or a mind that is being healed has humility and it has the attitude of serving. 
Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with, equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He said, Let this mind be in you. This is the mind that Jesus had. Although he was in the form of God, he did not, he, listen, he did not consider it to be robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took on the form of a bondservant, and he came in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death of the cross. We're to have the same mind that Christ Jesus had, a mind that is humble, a mind that obeys God, a mind that serves God and serves others. Humility of mind is not something we should shy away from or run away from. But we should seek it in all things. I want to take just a moment and talk about something that I call the 20-60-20 culture of the church. 20-60-20. We've all heard that 80% of the work in the church is done by what? 20% of the people. 80%, 20%. I believe that other 20% is done by that 60% that's in the middle. On the other extreme, you got what's called the walking dead. But if you're part of this church, there's hope for you. Because we do believe in the resurrection of the dead. So if you're here and you're not plugged in, you're not serving, you're not doing anything, listen, you are spiritually dead as far as being a part of this church. You need to be resurrected from the dead because the body of Christ needs you to get involved in what God is doing here. Restoration Church needs you and I need you. And for that other 60% in the middle that's doing 20% of the work, let's find a way to take on more. Amen. You got to have that mind. There's something about being a servant of God. It affects you not just here. It affects you mentally as well. And some people can never overcome what, what they're battling in their mind because they won't humble themselves and begin to serve God and serve others. Jesus had a humble mind. And because he was humble in mind, he became obedient to the will of God for his life. He took on the form of a bondservant. He took on the likeness of man that as a man, he could destroy the works of darkness over humanity. He gave up his divine privileges and he took on the humble position of a servant. Born into this world as a human being. Knowing his time on earth would end on Calvary. Yet he did not flinch because he was a man of humility. He was a man who served God and man. And I believe Jesus was able to do those things because he had his mind set to do the will of God. And once his mind was made up, the rest of him followed because a made-up mind is hard to stop. It is hard to stop. 
Let me give you the last characteristic, and then we're going to pray. Characteristic number four. A healthy mind fights for godliness. A healthy mind or a mind that is being healed fights for godliness. Listen to what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 6. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but the mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Listen to what Paul said. Casting down arguments. This is in your head. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing every thought, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You must take your thoughts captive and bring them into obedience to what the word of God has to say. Do not let your thoughts just wander. That is an unhealthy mind. Do not let your thoughts just run rampant. When that begins to happen, think about what God has to say. Take those thoughts captive. Say, I have the same mind that Christ Jesus had. Quote what the Bible said, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and what? A sound mind. That's the spirit that Christ Jesus has given you. So when these thoughts begin to come, you've got to take those thoughts captive and you've got to quote the word of God and you've got to quote the word of God and you've got to quote the word of God again until you drive that thought out. A healthy mind fights for godliness. It refuses to conform to this world, but it seeks the things of God. It takes the word of God and allows the word of God to transform it. It fights. It wars. It pulls down. It takes capture. Paul is referring specifically to warfare in the mind. Because in the mind, you must fight against arrogance. You must fight against rebellious ideas. You must fight against attitudes, which Paul terms as arguments. We're to war in our mind against every high thing, pride, arrogance, self-promotion, self-exhortation. You must fight those things because they oppose us to knowledge of who God is. The aim is to bring every thought that we may have into obedience to Christ and the Word of God. A healthy mind fights for godliness. A healthy mind fights the thoughts that are not pleasing to God. A healthy mind wars to be godly. Perhaps the greatest battleground for a Christian is in the realm of our thoughts. Because the devil comes to plant doubt. He comes to plant fear. He comes to plant rejection thoughts of hopelessness in your mind. 
He want to make you take on thoughts of depression and defeat. But don't give in to the devil's tactics. But fight the good fight of faith even in your mind. War for godliness. Fight for control of your thought patterns. Reject the thoughts and ideas of this world. And anything that does not line up with God's word is not a thought that you're to entertain. You're to cast, you're to take that thing captive. You're to cast that thing down. Speak to your mind. Speak to yourself. Be like David when he, he encouraged himself in the Lord. When even his own men wanted to stone him and he did not know what was going to happen. It says that David encouraged him. David began to talk to himself. He began to speak God's word. He began to say what God had said about him and over him. And he rejected those thoughts, even the words of his own men. They said it was going to destroy him. Isn't that amazing? Control your thoughts. Because a healthy mind it fights to be godly. Amen. And that's a wrap. Thanks again for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. Again, if you'd like to learn how you can connect with our church, check out our website at r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week and God bless.